Blog Talk Radio. Side by side, 
but will give all Americans a chance to see a unified democratic vision of economic opportunity and progress, no matter whom our nominee may be. What a, what a mouthful that was, huh? Yeah. In the lead story on the Judge Report Sunday night, her promise has vanished as Democrats dodge a candidate showdown. While the Republican presidential debates this week in Ohio stirs media frenzy, the Democrats are reduced to vague chatter about a forum in Iowa within the next few months. Much of this elusiveness may revolve around Hillary Clinton's lengthy and growing list of scandals plaguing the Democratic top contender. The yawning debate silence is in contrast to the 208 presidential primaries when the Democratic Party scheduled a total of 26 debates between candidates. With George W. Bush unable to run for a third term, the stakes were high for the Democrats. The stakes are just as high this upcoming election, in part because President Barack Obama cannot run for a third term. But this point, by this point in 2007, Five debates had already taken place, yet this year the de- the first Democratic debate has yet to be scheduled. Ooh. Like the reporting you see here. Oh, no, sorry. So, Watson and Schultz said the uh, Democratic presidential candidate must meet certain threshold requirements to participate in the six as yet unscheduled primaries. But she did not specify which criteria will be used to determine who qualifies. <laughs> Probably they, they have to be feminine, all right, to qualify. It'd be a threshold that'd be expansive and allows uh, for the maximum inclusion of our major party candidates. Yeah, right. She said the DNC hasn't quite finished formulating the details for the debates, including specific dates, allocations, and media sponsors. As the Huffington Post reports, the lack of charity... Clarity. I'm sorry. Clarity has been frustrating for both campaigns and major TV networks, the latter of which produce the debates and need to book venues and handle logistical details well in advance. A statement announcing the debates explained, while a six-sanction debate schedule is consistent with the precedent set by the DNC during the 2004 and 2008 cycles, this year the DNC will further manage the process of implementing an exclusivity requirement. Any candidate or debate sponsor wishing to participate in the DNC debates must agree to participate exclusively in the DNC's sanctioned process. Any violation would result in forfeiture of the ability to participate in the remainder of the debate process. What is the sanctioned process? What do they give up? Even if they win, they give give up their... uh, their uh, campaigns to uh, Hillary? I guess so. Maybe Circulation that's their process, yeah. for the delay is running high. Part of the issue is the Democratic lineup is still jockeying for position. Hillary Clinton had no serious challenge until Bernie Sanders entered the race at a relatively late date and quickly overtook the other contenders, Lincoln Chafee, Jim Webb, and Martin O'Malley, as the most serious candidate after Clinton. Sanders is pressuring Wasserman Schultz to accelerate the schedule. The national media exposure resulting uh, from debates will likely benefit him more than anyone else except Clinton, who presumably has the most to lose by getting on the debate stage. One Democratic 2016 campaign advisor speaking anonymously to Business Insider said they believe the DNC debate schedule was worked out to benefit Hillary Clinton and hurt her opponents. 
They also suggested the relatively late schedule of the debates will make it harder for Clinton lesser-known opponents to introduce themselves to voters. Justin Lane, uh, Ring of Fire, believes Sanders' raising po rising popularity and Clinton's falling numbers may be part of the issue. Is this what the DNC is afraid of, he asked? For that matter, is this what the mainstream corporate media is afraid of? It is becoming obvious that the corporate Democratic establishment doesn't want Sanders' voice publicly challenging Clinton in a head-to-head -head debate. Furthermore, it's a good bet that the DNC is putting off scheduling the debates because corporate media giants are equally afraid of Sanders. Lane suggested it's time for the DNC to fish or cut bait and to bypass the old-fashioned media of television and newspaper and instead bring the debates to social media and the web. If social media groups step up to the plate and offer to sponsor the debates, the DNC will have to act, he concludes. It remains to see whether the DNC takes his advice. I think it, I think that would be smart because I think more mm -hmm. people would watch that than they do on TV, All right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sure. I, I would watch a debate on on, on internet. Mm -hmm. I'd put it on my site. Um, but you know, it's it's really, it's really sad when you see this because it's just uh, sorry, there, folks. These pop up ads so much. Yeah, I think they're afraid. Yeah. Why Jimmy Carter thinks the United States isn't a real democracy anymore? Well, he said a few years ago he wouldn't be a watchman for voting. No, he said it would be impossible here in the United States because it's all, it's all screwed up here. Former Jimmy Carter. President, former president. Yeah, president, sorry. Believes the United States campaign finance system is so broke that the country is no longer functional a functional democracy. Appearing on the Tom Hartman show this week, Carter said that the unlimited political bribery is the essence of getting the nomination for presidents or to elect the president. He said the same problems are present in elections for U.S. senators and Congress members, and he's absolutely right. Let's see what he has to say. Political principles, for example, our Supreme Court has now said, you know, unlimited money in politics. It seems a violation of the principles of democracy. In the minute or so we have left, your thoughts on that? It violates the essence of, of what made America a great country in its political system. Uh, now it's just an oligarchy with a, with unlimited political bribery being the essence of getting the nominations for president for president or the elected president, and the same thing applies to governors and U.S. senators and and Congress members. So now we've just seen a complete subversion of our political system uh, as a payoff to major contributors who want and expect and sometimes get. Uh, favors for themselves after the election's over. Yeah, it's a sad commentary on things. It is. What, it's going to take a, a political movement to change this, isn't it? Well, I think it's going to take either a horrible, disgraceful series of acts in our country that turn the public against it and eventually maybe even the Congress and the Supreme Court. Hmm. Uh, that would be the main thing. But at the present time, the incumbents, Democrats and Republicans, look upon this unlimited money as a great benefit to themselves. Uh, somebody that's already in Congress has a lot more to sell to an avid contributor. Right. Somebody that's just a challenge. So, so it, it benefits both parties. It's, it's very unfortunate. Mm, that's sad, isn't it? Amazing, huh? He must be particularly sad. Here's another. I don't. I don't like to give 
I really don't like to... Uh, well, he was the beginning of a problem. He took money. Wow, the Chinese stock market drops. This is, uh, um, I, I'm not going to promote this guy. Uh, sorry, so. uh, more I, I don't particularly like, just talk, I don't particularly like talking about disasters because I don't, they don't seem to really happen. You know, and it's just a lot of, you know, they're, they're predicting a big disaster in 216 for the financial and Chinese markets and all that stuff. But what I'm focusing on is the fact that, you know, Carter is coming out and saying, is uh, a real problem. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, there is. And uh, we're having a real problem. That's going to be a revolution this year for it. And Billy said this will be the year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we said, um, <clears throat> let's see, the greatest of all Republican hypocrites, the icon of the walking dead, and no other than Scott Walker. <laughs> Scott Walker, governor of uh, Wisconsin, uh, stresses the importance of education days uh, after cutting education funding by $250 million. <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin decreased its student... Yeah, I hate it when it takes forever to come up. Wisconsin uh, went on Fox and Friends, discussed his entry into the political... Scott program. Walker went yeah. on Fox and Friends. I just try to see where to, to be told. Where's the, rest, where's the article? Walker proposed... Um, Let, let's put them on. Okay. We'll, we'll just listen to this quick um, thing here. This is Scott Walker defending the homeland. Oh. Plan to keep America safe. Yeah. Scott Walker is the governor of the great state of Wisconsin. He came into the studio with a, uh, a fork because you're from the cheesesteak and we have cheesecake today. <laughs> Do you approve? How ideal. This is good cheesecake. Yeah, it is good cheesecake. This is like heaven. You're not a guy that likes a lot of flavors in your cheesecake. You want a plain cheesecake. I want it as plain as possible. This is about as close as it gets today. So. Okay, but you have to work for your money. Before you get the cheesecake, you got to talk to us. <laughs> is that all right? Let's That's go, all right. Let's go work for my meal. Sweet to sour on a serious topic. He's a We've been seeing an uptick in homegrown terror here, uh, most recently in upstate New York here. How, if president, governor, would you solve the issue of homegrown terror? Well, it's a number of things. It's part of the reason why, in fact, I sat in the studio talking about why we needed to reauthorize the Patriot Act. I still believe our intelligence community needs the maximum amount of information that you can do legally and constitutionally, so I would push for us to go back to something like that that gives us the tools to go out and make sure that we're safe. We saw it in Chattanooga. We've seen it elsewhere around the country. Rand Paul, among others, says it's been too intrusive, where France is kicking up their surveillance and getting more intrusive because they're so concerned. Further, exactly right. So, how do you feel about the, the younger generation who says, "Hey, guys, hands out, of, uh, get off my cell phone, leave me alone. I don't want, I don't want you tracking my conversations." You know, and I respect Senator Paul overall in terms of wanting a smaller, more reduced size of the federal government. I believe that as well. But in this case, that's just the facts are not uh, don't show that. This is not about listening and eavesdropping the things that many people are concerned about. This is about collecting information that can only be used if there's a reasonable suspicion that someone is connected to terrorism or an enemy combatant in the United States. We need to have the tools. We saw it in Chattanooga. We've seen it now elsewhere around the country. I think that's good, uh, you know, delineating it by saying if there's a reason. Yeah. God God, God told him to run for, for president. Yeah, right. Yeah, Scott Walker, that's what he said. God told him Such to run. Such an opportunist. That's your guess. Oh, I, uh, I don't, I don't like, like the things that he's done in that. Story. Here we go. Here we go. This is a good one. For Thursday night. 
2016 GOP presidential debate drinking game. I thought that was kind of funny. It's going to, it's kind of cute because they uh, tell you what, the, you know, if you're a drinker and like a drinking game, this is this is a good one because because by getting totally completely drunk, you'll understand, you know, you'll understand. The first GOP presidential debate is happening this Thursday on Fox News with the top ten Republican candidates duking it out on stage. But while watching the Republicans pile out of a clown car and attempt to out-crazy each other might be entertaining enough on its own for some people, others might require a bit of liquid motivation to get through the ordeal in one sitting. Well, don't worry, folks. Your friends at Reverb Press are on the clock and here to help you through your evening with our official 2016 GOP presidential debate drinking game. Right. And notice, uh, playing this drinking game may result in extreme, irreparable physical and psychological damage, up to the up to and including death. Please drink responsibly and know that Reverb Press claims no responsibility for anything that happens before, during, or after playing this game, including. But not limited to nausea, vomiting, violent hangovers, bizarre nightmares with Ted Cruz dressed up like the clown from Stephen King's It, spurts of unexpected racism, unfortunate voicemails left on your ex phones, moment <laughs> of brainwashing that converts you into a birth or nutcase. The only the only guarantee we have is that this game will definitely make you black out drunk before the end of the debate. Drink once any time a Republican candidate says Obamacare, compares themselves to Ronald Reagan, says the phrase free market, uses the word socialism, says the phrase personal responsibility, mentions their own religion, one or more candidates cut each other off, uses the phrase failed presidency, proposes something so similar to another candidate that you really can't tell the difference between their ideas, Donald Trump brags about himself, mention Iran or the Iran deal. Now, drink twice uh, any time a Republican candidate confesses their love for Ronald Reagan, talks about illegals, but you can tell they're really talking about people of South American descent in general, complains about taxes, mentions Benghazi, says something negative about marriage equality, says something about President Obama that you know for a fact isn't actually true, or portrays all of Islam or all Muslims as terrorists, attacks Hillary Clinton. Uh, One or many candidates are caught throwing Donald Trump a helping of evil eye. (laughs) Jeb Bush is trying really hard to distance himself from his brother further refers to America's poor in ways that make you believe they never was once missed a meal in their lives, and suggests unveiled, uh, veiled or otherwise, that they should be bombing that we uh, should be bombing Iran, Iran instead of negotiating peacefully. Drink three times if any time a Republican candidate um, quotes Ronald Reagan, says something homophobic, sexist, and or racist, says the phrase pick themselves up by their bootstraps, or some variation of that, mentions Planned Parenthood in any way, says something that would give either or both of the Koch brothers a, what's that word? A chubby. A chubby. A chubby. Says the phrase, real America, 
mentions how many firearms they own, attacks Bernie Sanders, is asked a softball question by someone at Fox News, plugs the book they wrote, says a joke that no one who surpassed the fourth grade would find humorous, promises to bust up one or more unions, blames the recession on President Obama, and uses the phrase, mainstream media. Finish your drink and open the next one anytime a Republican candidate confuses socialism, fascism, and or communism in any combination, compares the Republican Party or themselves to one or more civil rights leaders, mentions President Obama's birth certificate in any way, argues that they're more like Ronald Reagan than any other candidate or multiple other candidates, promises to shut down Planned Parenthood. Yeah, so there you go, folks. That is what... We should keep that list handy when we're watching the debate. Yeah, well, we, uh, we will do that. And we advise anyone else who... You ought to do that too, uh, folks. Uh, it might be fun to see if it really is true. Eleven things you'll probably hear during the first GOP debate that are totally false. Oh, interesting. It's prepping everybody in. Yeah, it's good. Let's see. Eleven things you'll probably hear during the first GOP debate that are totally false. The top Republican presidential candidates will type to one stage Thursday night for a debate broadcast on Fox News, an event that's sure to feature some high-flown one-liners and potentially some real policy decisions discussion as well. While Thursday will mark the first of nine official debates, the candidates have had no shortage of opportunities to make their positions heard from dozens of conservative conferences to TV appearances and interviews. While they may surprise America with the some-never-before-heard attacks, new misinformed arguments, or gross generalizations, it's not hard to predict most of their likely talking points based on what they've said during the campaign so far. A not insignificant number of them have already been debunked, but that won't stop them from being repeated. If they repeat them off and off, maybe they'll start to believe them. Here are 11 lies you're likely to hear the candidates say at some point during the debate. Obamacare has failed to accomplish its prime objective, objective containing health care costs. In the wake of the Supreme Court's decision this June leaving the Affordable Care Act intact, Every Republican candidate issued a response denouncing the decision and criticizing Obama's signature health care law. Jindal's response cut right to the most prevalent misconception about the legislation, that it has caused, I can't see this, uh, caused health care costs to skyrocket. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush similarly declared that the flawed law imposes job-killing mandates, causing spending in Washington to skyrocket by $1.7 trillion, raises taxes by a trillion, and drives up health care costs. In reality, Obamacare is spurring, is spurring job-creating startups, dropping the uninsurance rate to historic lows, and states that accepted the law's Medicare expansion are creating even more jobs. The Congressional Budget Office recently found that the law will cost the federal government $1.2 trillion over the next decade, 11% less than the agency estimated earlier in the year. Most of the tax increases have affected those making more than 200000 and costs have increased modestly this year, but well below the double-digit hikes that many feared. 
The candidates likely won't admit it on Thursday, but Obamacare has proven to be a success. We need a, this is another one. We need a president who will finally act to secure the border after decades of failed leadership in Washington, D.C. Former Texas Governor Rick Perry says this during an attack on Donald Trump last month. But most of the Republicans have said that he would prioritize, that he, they would prioritize securing the borders when they reach the White House. Trump has said that there's a huge problem with illegals coming through the U.S.-Mexico border and Bush immigration plan. Like most of his competitors, emphasize the border security, but candidates have also warned of terrorists getting in the U.S. through the porous borders. It's easy for the candidates to point the finger at Obama for letting millions of undocumented immigrants into the country, but the U.S. has more resources deployed than ever before on the border, and illegal crossings have dropped dramatically. Well, border crossings are at a 40-year low with undocumented migration at or below zero. In 2013, there were more boots on the ground at the border than there were there had been in history. Planned Parenthood is possibly selling the body parts of the babies it has aborted. In an organization that works to decredit Planned Parenthood, recently released heavily edited videos claiming the Women's Health Group is selling aborted baby parts. In the days following the video's first release, Many of the anti-choice Republican candidates denounced Planned Parenthood's actions, and both Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who said the above remarks in a statement, and Jindal called for investigations. But the findings from the Sting Operation video don't hold up. Planned Parenthood is, about, is open about its involvement in tissue donation, but emphasizes it's not actually selling anything or benefiting financially, in the unedited video footage, the Planned Parenthood representative says directly, nobody should be selling tissue. That's just not the goal here. The satellite data demonstrates that there has been no significant warming whatsoever for 17 years. The GOP candidates range from those who call climate change a hoax to those who will acknowledge a small degree of human involvement in the warming of the planet. Of the planet, of the planet yeah. Cruz who has uh, said a variation of this statement multiple times, including of the Koch brothers' summit this weekend, is the worst in terms of climate change denial. Um, Ted Cruz, you know, former Pennsylvania Rick Santorum, Trump and Walker follow closely behind. So Trump's denying global climate change as well. Um, needless to say, the data shows that the planet, the planet is warming and will also will continue to do so, especially if the next president doesn't expand on Obama's climate agenda. Well, 97% of climate scientists agree that climate warming trends over the past century are very likely due to human activities. And I don't, I don't agree with the statistics of this writer, okay? But uh, he says, our biggest threat in this country is radical Islam terrorism. Was it, was, pardon me, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker said this tough-on-terrorism line to a group of GOP activists in New Hampshire earlier this year, but the remark could get just as likely come out of many of the contenders' mouths. The GOP candidates have been quick to criticize Obama's decision not to call ISIS Islamic extremists. Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal appeared on Fox news last month to reiterate the same point. This president seems to bend over backwards to want to avoid saying that. He won't even say the words radical Islamic terrorism, Jindal said. 
The Republican candidates are quick to denounce Islamic terrorism after mass shootings like the recent shootings in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that killed five Marines. But they will not speak out about radical right-wing Americans who actually pose a greater terrorist threat to the country. Recent studies have shown that domestic attacks by right-wing radicals are, graver, are a graver concern to law enforcement and have led to more deaths than the threat of homegrown jihadists. That's interesting. Obama plans, uh, plans, Obama's plan should be called the Costly Power Plan because it will cost hardworking Americans jobs and raise their energy rates. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about this one, but I, this, uh, it makes mm. sense. He wants to cut all the all power uh, plants. The candidates will likely bash Obama's clean power plan, which the administration released this week. Walker was the only candidate to say the plan should be called the costly power plan, but Cruz called it lawless and radical, and Florida Senator Marco Rubio warned that the plan will raise the cost of electricity for millions of Americans. So if there's some billionaire somewhere who is a pro-environmental cap-and-trade person, yeah, they can probably afford uh, for their electric bill to go up a couple of hundred dollars, Rubio said Sunday. But if you're a single mom in Tampa, Florida, and your electric bill goes up by 30 bucks a month, that's that is catastrophic. And scientists have said that the plan is necessary to stave off climate catastrophe, and research shows that it will actually lower people's energy costs. A study found that energy bills in 2030 would be $35 per month lower under a clean energy future scenario as compared to a business as usual. And the collateral benefit of the plan included lower electricity bills, greater GDP, and significant reductions in SO2, NOx, and mercury emissions. But, you know, they did. This, we read this on our show. We've read so much, Lally. It's hard to remember so many things. I know it. Done. It really is. But we we read on the show that the uh, this was about five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. That Brazil was the uh, was the, the number one go green, uh, you know, country. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it turns out that uh, it's not. It, it's bankrupting their country. Yeah. All right. They and Spain. Uh, was Spain. Spain went green as well. And it caused uh, them to have like like thirty percent unemployment because yeah. their their energy costs were so high. The thing is, the thing is, they didn't really explain exactly what happened or what you know what the other events were. So I don't know. Sometimes well, what they it was is they, gave, they gave up cheap energy, mm-hmm. and they and they thought they were going to be way ahead by but, by putting in windmills and doing solar and. Doing but all some of stuff. the things they chose to do didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, so I don't but think. but. I rem- but we re- we recall that this was back in geez, this was back five years ago. I remember that. that and article. they went to those smart energy. All those things they yeah. did. They supposedly did everything right and re re, re- uh, whatever. But uh, then you don't hear anything more about it. No, because it doesn't work. All right, and whatever Europe, they chose, and what they did in so Europe hard. didn't work. Okay, the, this renewable energy crap. They they don't have it. They can't do it. They, they can't. They, it's it's it's. They jumped they on the they, bandwagon yeah, of something re- without. Be- it wasn't really that well thought out. No, they, they, did, can't, they can't replace immediately replace uh, power with because you got to remember the nuclear 
power things that they thought was going to be so strong, they're not decommissioning most of those places. Mm-hmm. You don't hear any more about them building anymore, do you? I can Especially understand that. I can understand that, though. I wish we would follow suit with that. What? Get rid of nuclear energy. I'm yeah, terrified. Yeah, no, I know, that. but they have to decommission a lot of these places. And, you Scary. Know, and, you know, they can't be built. Obama wanted to start building a new one. You don't have a word about that anymore. All right. And, so, uh, but anyway, let's that, move on to the next one. Yeah. Common Core is a scheme to drive education curriculum from Washington, D.C. The candidates are more mixed about their feelings toward the Common Core education standards, but those who oppose them, like Jindal, are vocal about the need to return control to the states, where they have no core, I guess, at all. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee has called for killing standards and restoring common sense well, Cruz has said we need to repeal every word of Common Core, despite the fact there is no federal law to repeal. Common Core was developed by the states with input from teachers, education experts, and business leaders, has been voluntarily adopted by 43 states in the District of Columbia. The standards have become deeply controversial, even though they have not changed since they were first released. At the time, both Republicans and Democrats heralded the standards as one of the most promising school reforms in decades. All it is is a list of standards by each grade. For example, it might say all first graders need uh, all first graders by the end of first grade. All first grade students should be able to add single numbers to ten. That's all it is. And how you teach that is up to you. you know? Well, next thing you've got to be careful about hearing is this is not a good deal, but a recipe for disaster and the first fate, fatal step toward a frenzied nuclear arms race in the Middle East. Former neurosurgeon Ben Carson is one of many Republican contenders to speak out against um, Obama's Iran deal. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie similarly said that the president is playing a dangerous game with our national security, and the deal as structured will uh, lead to a nuclear Iran and then a nuclearized Middle East. The Iranian nuclear deal struck last month was greeted internationally with much acclaim, but uh, politicians' predictions about how the deal will play out are all speculation, and the GOP candidates are repeatedly repeating Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, when uh, saying that the deal will lead to an arms race in the Middle East. But many international experts have said it, it will can actually slow development of nuclear arms by the Middle East and support the deal. Well, I, would li- I support something entirely different. Okay. I would like to see Israel give up all its nuclear weapons. I would too. And but, but, or, or at least go on a, a be, be inspected. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, I wanted to mention that we're getting this article from um, uh, uh, Think Progress, and it was written by Kira Lerner uh, mm-hmm. today after it was published today. But I wanted to, uh, let's, let's go on beyond. We did the Common yeah. Core, yeah. we talked about that. Instead of a safety net to cushion our occasional falls, they have built a spider's web that traps people in perpetual dependence. Okay. The Bush speaking in... Detroit in February might be the only candidate to word it in this particular way. Many 2016 candidates believe that wealthier breeds a culture of dependence in the U.S. Carson similarly said that he's not interested in getting rid of the safety net, but he is interested in getting rid of dependency. 
He has even gone so far to say that Obama is purposely depressing the economy to keep people on welfare. Yeah, right. Republicans love to discuss welfare dependency, but in reality, Americans who rely on programs like food stamps are extremely likely to go back to work and no longer need the safety net. A 2013 study found that 87% of households receiving money from the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program in a given month include any individual who worked in the prior year or who will work in the following year. Or, or who is working now, okay, because they, they're working part-time. It's yeah. sad to see that Democrats take a horrific crime and try to use it as an excuse not to go after people with serious mental illness or people who are repeat felons or criminals, but instead try to use it as an excuse to take away Second Amendment, Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. Well, that's gun laws. All of the GOP candidates are staunch Second Amendment support and love to accuse Democrats of trying to take away their guns after episodes of violence. After the shooting in Charleston, South Carolina, of nine African-American church members, Cruz made this remark while campaigning in Iowa. Perry has also said that the left's move is always to say, well, let's just take the guns away. When Democrats push for gun control, Measures after mass shootings, they are fighting for background checks, closing gun show loopholes, and other moderate measures that would not affect law-abiding citizens. Our lax gun laws are the main reason why the firearm homicide rate in the U.S. is nearly 20 times as high as that of the average high-income country. And the evidence um, proves that simple uh, reforms uh, would prevent violence. When Missouri repealed this law, requiring permits to purchase handguns, the murder rate in the state increased by 16%. Oh, that's interesting. But anyway... Instead of fighting over the minimum wage, why don't we focus on solutions that help every American earn his or her maximum wage? Huckabee, like many Republicans, isn't a fan of raising the minimum wage. In many public appearances and interviews, he has said that instead we should aim for Americans to reach their maximum wage. Yeah, right. Bush and Christie have said we need to leave the minimum wage to the private sector, and Walker has said a state minimum wage doesn't serve a purpose. Raising the federal minimum wage would actually help a large number of Americans and would have the greatest impact on working incomes, which would help business, uh, on working women. Boosting wages would also help the economy overall because it would reduce turnover and cut the costs that employers pay for low wages, Impose on that that oh, sorry oh, raising the minimum wage would help the economy overall because it would reduce turnover and cut costs that employers that pay low wages impose on taxpayers. And studies show that raising the minimum wage wage does not result in job loss, despite what many Republican candidates claim. Yeah. So there. So that's what we're going to hear, folks. This part of what we're going to hear. So if you hear it, it's a lie. Most of it is a lie. And I don't know. Uh, no more anchor babies. This is what Trump says, I guess. So, billionaire's five-point plan. Uh, this is by WND. So, uh, Aaron Klein. So, Donald Trump has been criticized re- re- repeatedly 
including by other Republican presidential candidates, were lacking specific prescriptions and details to back up as many generalized policy declarations. However, largely ignored is that Trump's 2011 book, Time to Get Tough, Making America Number One Again, contains 10 chapters of proposal for enacting policy changes on a host of key issues, including a five-point plan on immigration reform. In one striking clarion call, Trump used the book to demand an end to the interpretation of law that allows for so-called anchor babies, where the children of illegal immigrant mothers who give birth on American soil automatically become U.S. citizens. Some four million anchor babies are now officially U.S. citizens, Trump wrote in the publication. This has to stop. The only other major, major country in the world that issues citizenship based on their mothers on their on where one's mother delivers her child is Canada. The rest of the world bases citizenship on who the kid's parents are, which is, of course, the only sane standard. The billionaire cited statistics documenting that as of 2011, some 4 million anchor babies were officially U.S. citizens, and the illegal immigration children often require special classes in languages, specialists, and take time and resources away from our own students. He quoted reports from the Federation of the American Immigration Reform, or FAIR, FAIR, that the documented U.S. taxpayers dished out about $52 billion annually to educate uh, illegal aliens. Wow. The root uh, cause of all the welfare payments to illegal aliens is the so-called anchor baby phenomenon, declared Trump. If a pregnant American mother is traveling to Egypt on business and goes into delivery, do we instantly declare her child an Egyptian? Of course not. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, and he says, so you get to lead to your friends, neighbors, coworkers, and others to see this new bumper sticker about the Donald. Okay. I'll check that out. But he, he's, he continued. But this uh, precisely, but that's precisely what goes on every day in America. Women who have zero connection to the United States cross the border, deliver a baby, their kid magically becomes an American citizen eligible to receive all the rights and benefits of those who have lived, worked, and paid taxes in our country. Trump posited the Fourteenth Amendment has never intended to confer citizenship on the children of illegals born in the U.S. The amendment states all citizens born of or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. Trump maintained the clear purpose of the 14th Amendment, ratified in 1868, three years after the end of the the Civil War, was to guarantee full citizen rights to now emancipated former slaves. It was not intended to guarantee untrammeled immigrants to the U.S., he wrote. The billionaire businessman expressed support for previous discussion by Republican Senators John Kyle of Arizona and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina about introducing a constitutional amendment to clarify and restore the original intent of the 14th Amendment. In 2015, such bills were introduced by Representative Stephen King, Republican Iowa, and Senator David Vitter, Republican Louisiana, but neither has gone for a vote. Five-point Trump plan on immigration reform. The Trump 2001 book contained a chapter on immigration reform, replete with a policy blueprint he titled The Five-Point Trump Plan. 
The full chapter was titled, It's Called Illegal Immigration for a Reason. There is a WND summary of those five um, points. Well, one is a build a fence, deploy, uh, this is number one, build a fence and deploy 25,000 additional border agents, uh, utilize predator drones. He talked about that. I remember hearing he talked about that in an interview. Yeah, Trump declared himself unimpressed with the mediocre success rates of the current crop of virtual fences that have been developed and tested. The, really, the reality television star is, however, impressed with the success of the double and triple layered fence in places like Yuma and Arizona. He called for a serious layered fence or a wall separated by a 75-yard no-man's land for border agents to operate. And Trump additionally called for Congress and the President to hire another 25,000 Border Patrol agents and give them the aerial equipment they need, such as Predator drones, to provide real-time aerial reconnaissance information to agents guarding the border wall. He has since updated his border plan, adding that Mexico should pay for the construction of the new barrier. I, 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 I like what he says. It makes sense. Enforce, number two, enforce immigration law. Trump decried Obama's moratorium at the time on the deportation of illegal immigrants and the new policy of prosecutorial discretion, calling instead for the president to enforce existing immigration law. This wholesale abdication of a president's constitutional duties is as shocking as it is foolish, he wrote, of Obama's actions. It's political pandering of the worst kind. No more cozy detention senses. That's the, number three. Yeah. That's number three. The third thing we need to do is overturn Obama's insane new ICE recommendations for illegal immigrant detention facilities, he wrote. That's right. Your government now requires resort-like accommodations paid for by you, the American taxpayer, to reward the flood of people entering our country illegally. Obama has turned America into a laughing stock. Four, oppose the DREAM Act. In his book, Trump said he opposed to the so-called DREAM Act, and he lambasted sections that granted in-state tuition benefits at public colleges and universities, resulting in a situation where illegals may pay less out-of-state U.S. US citizens. Um, He said uh, not other, I'm sorry, he did not offer any suggestions in the book about deporting illegal aliens. However, he has since advocated the deportation of illegal aliens while allowing some back into the country through an expedited process. On CNN Newsday with Dana Bash, Trump said, stated, I would get people out and I would have a, a, an expedited way of getting them back into the country so that they can be legal. Added the bad dudes, such as criminals, illegals, would be uh, allowed in, asked about the so-called dreamers, Trump stated, on a humanitarian basis, you have a lot of deep thought going on, going into this. He said, believe me. I actually have a big heart. A lot of people don't understand that. The dreamers, uh, that are, uh, that's a tough situation. One of the things is we're, we're going to expedite when someone's terrific. We want them back here, but they have to be legal. When Bash uh, pressed whether the dreamers uh, stood uh, should be deported. Trump elaborated. There will be uh, there with their parents. It depends. Look, it sounds cold. It sounds hard. We have a country. Our country is going to hell. We have to have a system where people are legally in our country. 
No future tuition benefits. Number he, five. Number five. He further said, Americans' next president must veto any legislative action foolish enough to grant tuition breaks to illegal aliens. I agree with him. Yeah. I, I do. I mean, as, as, you know, they got to be legal people. To, to, you know. Slims Republican and Democrats in immigration. Trump had harsh words for not only Democrats, but too many Republicans in Washington who he charged turn a blind eye to illegal immigration because some of their business supporters want artificially cheap labor. Well, that's why they want them. Liberal Democrats, meanwhile, look on illegal immigrants as another potential Democratic voting bloc eager for the big government agenda of welfare handouts, class warfare, and affirmative action pump charge. What do taxpayers get, he asked? They get the shaft. <laughs> Echoing controversial statements <clears throat> he made about illegal immigrants when he announced his run for president, Trump first wrote in his book for four years earlier that I actually have a theory that Mexico is sending their absolute worst possible, including prisoners, in order for us to bear the cost, uh, both financial and social. This would account for the fact that there is so much crime and violence. Trump had stated during his presidential run announcement, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not, send, they're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they bring those problems with us. Uh, and they're bringing, they're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're bringing rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. <laughs> In time... To get, it's time to get tough. In time, it's time to get tough, Trump. Facts. Uh, okay. His contention on the criminal Ill illegals with cold facts, including statistics on U.S. gangs and uh, 2011 uh, Government Accountability Office reported 351,000 criminal aliens are being housed in America's prisons. Wow. We need a president who will get tough, uh, enforce our laws, protect our people, and pull wages up, he wrote. Trump has faced a barrage of criticism, including from some Republicans, claiming he is short on actual plans. I think what they are is they're hungry for someone who will tell them the truth and say, Washington is broken and really have to start over. Have term limits and wash the place. Senator Rand Paul commented last week about Trump's rising poll numbers. But we also have to have a serious discussion about how we're going to do it, he added. <coughs> Paul made light of Trump's <coughs> of Trump's repeat, excuse me, repeated vow to build a wall along the southwestern border and have Mexico pay for it. I think simply saying Mexicans are going to pay for it, we're not going to fix national debt. <coughs> excuse me, by saying Mexicans will pay for it. Excuse me, folks, I have to have a drink of water. Paul Ooh. said, while urging more serious proposals. And two weeks ago, former Texas Governor Rick Barry also shortchanged Trump's regarding regarding specific plans. He said, reality TV will gather a lot of interest and a lot of people enjoy the celebrity of that. But for the last 14 years, I've had to live with the real world and deal with real world issues and come up with real world solutions. And that's what the people I think of this country want out of the next president of the United States, Perry said in an interview on CBS. And Perry didn't even make the debate. Well, so, first, so first of all, his only job was to be governor of Texas, which is yeah. really just a decorative job. I mean, that's what George Bush did. They have no, they have really no. It's the lieutenant governor yeah, of that, that, runs, that runs, that runs. All the they do is cut ribbons, basically, and smile. 
Yeah. And wear glasses and, and look intelligent. And run for president. And run for te- president, right. Yeah. I loved what uh, Trump said that uh, Perry bought some glasses so he'd look smart. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. He started putting them on, yeah. But more so he's an idiot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what he says. I, I and he has a whole book on it. I, uh, yeah. Which is more than what you can say about the other people. The other guys don't have anything on it. No. I don't know what they got. Obama detains 27 Christian asylum seekers. This, this I thought was interesting <clears throat> because um, they they're being uh, they're being persecuted. persecuted yeah, and in uh, uh, Iraq in Iraq in Iraq right now because of the ISIS. ISIS took over those areas that killed yep. Christians. So it says more than 2,000 Iraqi Chaldean Christians forced from their homes by ISIS. Have been detained by an ICE deten- ICE uh, detention center in California for six months after the crossing the border from Mexico. The San Diego Union reported July 31st that 20 of the 27 Chaldeans at the Ote detention center in Mesa, California, have um, American, American family members living in Southern California who are willing to sponsor them. But family members have been holding weekly vigils and rallies to draw attention to the detentions, attention to the detentions. Large U.S. Uh, Chaldean Catholic communities reside in San Diego and, Met- and Detroit. The family members say that they have been given few details on why they've been detained for so long, despite being refugees from Middle East terror. They are people who just decided to cross the U.S.-Mexican border. These are people saying, we have nowhere else to go. Mark Arabo a spokesman for the Chaldean community told the San Diego Union, it seems like the border is open to everyone unless you're an Iraq Christian fleeing ISIS, Arabo told Bill O'Reilly of the Fox News Monday. Obama is to blame, Congress is to blame, and the U.S. US State Department is to blame. The Chaldean Christians are being held without any logic or explanation. They have escaped ISIS only to be imprisoned by ICE. There are 20 innocent Christians who escaped a Holocaust only to be imprisoned by ICE, Arabo said. These are people we should be celebrating, not imprisoning. And it says... Uh, um, what do you think? Is yeah. Barack Obama biased against There's Christians? There's a poll there. Yeah. You can, you can uh, go into a poll on WND. Lauren Mack, spokesman for the... Uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement confirmed that 27 Iraqi nationals are in the custody, but told the union she couldn't comment on individual immigration cases. The extended detentions of the Iraqi Christians represents a stark contrast from the way the wave of Central American women and children were treated when they massed at the border last summer. The overwhelming majority were detained for a matter of days or weeks, then released and given a hearing date to appear in immigration court. Former Republican Congressman Frank Wolf of Virginia, who now serves as a distinguished senior fellow at the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, which advocates for persecuted Christians worldwide, 
said the situation is a sad commentary in the state of the U.S. priorities when it comes to asylum seekers. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They remember when they, they, they all those women and children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they crossed the border and the buses and everything, and they took yeah, them Yeah, they were them up. Yeah, they, they took them all up, and they invited them in and but gave them all kinds but of... But apparently, if you're, if you're a Christian, Christian yeah. from Iraq, there's no open-door no. policy for you. Jesus. Former, uh, did we read that? Yeah. Okay, one can... Uh, Understand why they would leave their country when they are facing genocide. I've seen, seen, yeah. seen the area they came from in Iraq. It's not a surprise that Christians being hunted down by ISIS would seek to leave and find refuge in a country like the U.S. where they, where they have family ties and cultural ties. Inherent bias against Christians. Mm-hmm. The fact that the border is so porous, it is an, an indictment of this administration. And people have been talking about it for years, Will said, but the Chaldean Christians, of them to have to go back to Iraq, wow, when for other border crosses, the norm is they possess, uh, process, process them. them, give them a court date, and release them. Wolf said these seem to be an inherent bias against Christians in the current administration. Mm. He says it's clearly easy to get asylum in the U.S. as a Muslim than it is for a Christian, and it's been that way for a number of years. I don't know why, but if you look at the latest numbers that have come out, it's pretty clear, Wolf said. Remember when the 21 Coptic Christians were beheaded? They were referred to as Egyptian migrant workers, not Christians. And when the 148 Kenyan Christians were executed by al-Shabaab, they were not called Christians, so you clearly have an inherent bias in the State Department. I think it's more in this administration than I've ever seen it, before, but I think even in previous administrations, that bias has existed with the State Department. Job Koopman, Communications Manager for Aid to the Church in Need USA, a Catholic relief organization, said the treatment of the Chaldeans seems to be out of step with current U.S. immigration policy, unless there is more to the story than is known. Leaving aside the specifics of the immigration laws and border crossing, it doesn't seem to call to mind. It does seem to call to mind the administration's reluctance to talk specifically about Christian persecution, persecution by Muslim extremists, under which, at least in theory, these people would deserve asylum. And he's right, but there may be other reasons we don't know. So that could be too. Yeah. So you know, it's really, it's really amazing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And they get this crazy, crazy woman. That's Pamela Giller here. Uh, Anyway, this story goes on and on, but we're we're out of time, folks. Well, we want to thank everybody who joined us. Uh, Please go to our website, lasteelshow.org, and check out our latest and greatest. Um, We added a new a new website just devoted to my artwork and photography, and uh, linked to uh, the LA Steel Show. And check out our new articles and my campaign for presidency. And, of course, Lila will be first lady. So, anyway, <laughs> Thank you, Leo. <laughs> first activist, and Leo will be, of course. So, but anyway, we uh, appreciate you. Yeah, we hope you en- enjoy the rest of your evening. We appreciate the fact you tuned us in. And please tune us in tomorrow night. Yeah, and have a real pleasant evening. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. We'll be on tomorrow night to uh, Union News, Union Night. Talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.